Welcome everyone to the last video store clerks podcast with Frank and Scott. The days of blockbuster Hollywood and the independent video store are over. But searching the shelves for that special overlooked movie will never end. The one that really sticks with you forever. Let's drown ourselves in a sea of streaming services and ask the question, what the fuck is that? Does this hold up? And just what the hell is a good movie anyway? I'm Frank Roll. I'm Scott Moran. And we're the last video store clerks. <laughs> started some things and i'm just still watching some things yeah dead ringers still watching it uh kind of harder to get through than i would like i think it's all the birth (laughs) to be perfectly honest the last thing was upload started again so i've been watching that season three kind of feel good kind of quirky futuristic sci-fi cool it's like uh, you die and you get uploaded to a digital heaven where you mm-hmm. live out your life and people can come visit you in VR. It's in its third season. Sounds like a Cylon ship, dude. Be careful. It's not a serious sci-fi show. It's quirky <laughs> and fun. It, it feels a little bit more like Dead Like Me uh-huh. or uh, Wonderfalls. Is there a guy Pushing for... Daisies kind of feel. Like well, that's dark, good. but light. That's good. That's good. Yeah. It's Just... an Amazon original as well. Is the pilot of the ship, was he formerly known as Anders? There's no pilot. There's no ships. Does he spout off random phrases? The perfect face, the perfect lace, the perfect end for Kara Thrace. <laughs> I found some. I found a Battlestar person at work. Oh, they're rare these days. They are. I had no idea. I've talked to this guy for a while now. You remember the last time somebody noticed I had a Battlestar Galactica tattoo? Huh. Like a visible one on my arm? It's been years. Uh. Years now. It's disappointing. But when that person comes along who notices, it's going to be a special moment. <laughs> it was annoying at first. Yeah. Because a lot of people, like the wrong people, you'd be like, oh, man, I don't feel like talking to you right now. I'm in a hurry. Yeah. I feel like the next time, either that or it's going to be the worst. <laughs> Just the worst. It's like wearing a tool shirt and some guy comes up to you talking about Danny Carey. <sighs> so wait, you did shows. Did you do any movies? No. No? No, man. This has been a movieless week. Yeah. I took it easy. I did a show and a movie. I've got like a couple minutes left on the last episode. Uh, the show was Generation Kill. What is that? It's an HBO se- original series. Why is this ringing a bell? It's got a Skarsgård. Okay. <laughs> Stellan? Uh, Infinity Pool. Alexander. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know first names with them. Yeah. I just call them Skarsgårds. Eric Northman from True Blood. Don't. Yeah. Andy's the Northman. I'm saving it for when I'm ready. I feel like you're that kind of guy. Like I, I put it on when I was sleeping. I was like, no, this looks good. Don't. It's a long push fucking it. movie. Yeah. I'll give it that. I'm a fan of his. I like that creepy look he gets. He, he has crazy face. You know, like in the Infinity Pool episode when we talked about, you know, when he contorted in that one scene. Yeah. And he's like he, running like a dog. Sort yeah, of. man. Anyway, it's a good series. You know, you you don't have to agree with what they're saying. It's. It's kind of like an accurate representation of what happened. When? What year was that? I feel like it was 06-ish. Oh, is that far back? I believe so. But um, Oh, damn. You know, it's just one of those ones. I, I, I was watching it on DVR. You know what I mean? Like it was when DVR was the thing, so I DVR the new episodes. Oh, so it's a rewatch. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, But that's the thing. I like, you know, I like, uh, oh, 2008. Okay. I was close. A little newer than I thought. I think I'm picturing the advertisements for it in my head. Mm-hmm. It's just that's the only reason because I never 
saw it. Hmm. Well, and then just because it was newer on Netflix, I didn't even, you know, I'm sleepy a lot. So I'm like, I don't give a fuck. War of the Worlds. Cruise. Spielberg. Oh, yeah. All right. You know what the saddest thing about Tom Cruise is to me? What's that? That he hasn't made an L. Ron Hubbard book into a movie yet. Like, he loves science fiction. You uh, know that Tom Cruise loves science fiction. It's t- he has His numbers are high in the sci-fi department. His PR people would flip shit. It, it, it says a lot about that guy's writing, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. Like, L. Ron Hubbard's sci-fi writing, maybe not that good, because Tom Cruise... Big Scientologist guy has never made one of your fucking books into a movie. <laughs> It'd be too controversial. The guy who wrote Ender's Game is a Mormon and kind of an asshole. <laughs> that still got made into a movie. It didn't get made into two, though. Nope. Yeah, so this week. This week, we start doing movies about cults. But we could do the really obvious ones or the ones that really make us sad, but I think we picked ones that are really fun. Nobody's cult is fun anymore. No, and yeah, I mean, yeah, like we're in Texas, but we're not going to do that. No, <laughs> you know, if not I were do to it. join a cult, it would have to be so fun. Like yeah. lots of like aliens. I mean, I'd want to see the campfire itinerary. You know what I mean? What are we doing in the evenings? <laughs> I I hope that it has something to do with tug of war with the sky. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so or, what'd you think? I take it you like this movie? Man, I liked it. You know, um. We were into their movies. We did a lot of indie movies there for a minute. And I feel like lately we've been doing bigger budget stuff. And so to go back to a more indie film, I was like, oh, yeah, this is different. But then I remembered who made it, who was in it. And once I started watching it, I was like, yeah, here we go. Where is this fucking going? Do you see what I'm saying? What The first time I watched this movie, I was like, uh, I don't know about the acting when I first saw them. And then I thought they got it. Oh. And I think that they did that in Something in the Dirt as well. The characters started to be like real people at some point. Aaron Moorhead in this one. They're different. They seemed like different people. Mm-hmm. One was the more assertive, and they kind of switched it up. Because Levi wasn't as assertive as Justin. Older brother status. Levi, that's his name. That's yeah. what I was having trouble remembering, dude. Did you see the look of confusion on my face for a minute? Yeah. Like, what the fuck was his name? Yeah, very different dynamic this time. It says his name was Aaron. In this movie? Yeah. You didn't catch that they have their their own names? I knew that Justin was Justin. Yeah, they're Justin and Aaron. Okay. I think they're Smith or something like that. This movie, I love their approach to shit and just things you've never... It's pretty fucking original to me. Like a lot of little stuff. I felt like this one had like a touch of documentary just at the beginning of it. Like there was a little bit of interview afterwards, but like they never picked it up again. I mean, they kept showing the old, like, news footage, you know. Yeah, dabble, for sure. Dabble. There's a continuity between this and something in the dirt that how you, how they get there is, it's really admirable. It makes sense to me that this has such a crazy, like, critic score. Because it's like 92%. And it started out at 100. That's wild. And its IMDb was good, too, eh? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. In this one, brothers Justin and Aaron receive a videotape from the cult they escaped a decade earlier. Their memories of the cult differ. Aaron remembers it as a peaceful commune, but Justin is older and remembers it as a UFO death cult. And on the tape, the group's talk of ascension sounds to Justin like a mass suicide. Aaron points out that that just proves that they're still alive. To prove to Aaron that his memories are skewed and to shut him up, Justin agrees to go back for one day and one night. 
When they arrive at the desert compound, they both find that neither of their memories are quite reality, and even stranger, the members of the group are exactly as they remembered. They haven't aged a fucking day. But a staying one night turns into two, and then three, just in an errand search to witness events that defy the laws of physics and are possibly caused by an entity leaving them clues. When Justin attempts to get out, he finds the strange inhabitants of the area surrounding the compound stuck in different time loops, and making his way back to retrieve Aaron ends up being more difficult than escaping. And then it gets so wild. Why did he keep turning on the dome light in the car? Yeah, for real. Like, leave the fucking dome light alone in the car, man. Aaron is kind of a little, like, like he was kind of sheltered, but he also made, like, dopey fucking stupid-ass decisions. Yeah, like he was a child. I do feel like they talk to each other like they're brothers, though. Yeah, it's believable. And it could have just been them. I felt like the <laughs> same thing, like the comfort level between the two of them was the same in Something in the Dirt. Mm -hmm. something in the dirt i i need to re-watch it to see if i can grasp other things a little you know more i really enjoyed re-watching this because i've only seen it the one time like shortly after it came out i had not seen this not a minute of it before i watched it the night before last night i could tell you were excited i was going to watch it by your reaction like i'm going for you were like yeah <laughs> he's doing yeah. it the Endless was produced, directed, and stars Aaron Moorhead and Justin Benson. Benson wrote the screenplay for the film while Moorhead served as cinematographer. The movie also stars Callie Hernandez as Anna, Tate Ellington as Hal, Lou Temple as Tim, James Jordan as Shitty Carl, Shane Brady as Shane Williams, Kira Powell as Lizzie, David Lawson Jr. as Smiling Dave. God, one of the most likable guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> he really was. He was, man, because he was just a ray of sunshine. <laughs> you know so what it was a brain injury you know he's in his self-inflicted trepanning or tri is it uh, trepanning that sounds good yeah good that's enough. how i want to say it it feels good yeah. saying trepanning it's a good story and when somebody's telling you that and they just tell you that after you met him and you're like okay that's so fine. you can stay high all the time yeah it's, a, it's like a lobotomy high was it just on that loop though somewhere else was he something different yeah is he the leader in a different loop See, did they go that? I don't think it no, went that far. No, I don't think so. I don't think it went that deep. I think it was just the pockets. Which I feel like is what we're going to talk about the most. Yeah. Is it just didn't go as deep, and that's why it was good. <laughs> well, uh, this movie also has Emily Montag as Jennifer Danube. Peter Celia is Michael Danube. <laughs> Vinnie Curran is Chris Daniels. And Glenn Roberts is Woods. The characters Michael and Chris, who are stuck in one of the time loops, are from Moorhead and Benson's earlier film, Resolution, setting the endless and something in the dirt in the same universe. If you joined us watching something in the dirt, you may recall the Levi and John smoking the same red flower as cult members. And I want to see resolution now because it's those dudes in that house in those costumes. No way. Yeah. There's a whole movie of them. And apparently these two show up. Well, like they show up in that movie as younger cult members. And then smoking the red. Yeah. Smoking the red flower. That was in something in the dirt? Yeah, they smoke it on the roof instead of weed. Like, you think they're smoking weed, but it's like a red flower. And we they talked about it. They never say anything about it, But though. did we talk about we it? We did. Okay, that's what it was. I thought it was familiar in the movie. It was in both things. I didn't know that it was so emphasized in this one, though. Like, they talk about it actually being a red flower. The film premiered at Tribeca in 2017 and was released theatrically in April of 2018. And I feel like it was a very short period after that. It went to streaming. Yeah. Like maybe 
few months or something. And then I saw it. I think it was on Netflix originally. That's fucking amazing that they all tie in together. And it's just the ones they're like, like they're in them and they wrote them. And I think that they're two guys that like a budget ceiling mm-hmm. actually makes them better at what they do. Well, I can definitely see one of them driving an element. I bet that was one of their cars. Was that what that was? A Honda Element? Yeah. I thought it was like some Scion or something like that. At first, I thought it was a Cube. Yeah. Or a there Soul. was a time of that car. Yeah, but I feel like that was an Element. Little smooth boxes. Yeah. Just... And cars look fucking boring. Have you seen the new Prius? Does it look boring? It's a little more aggressive. I think the Honda Civics look kind of aggressive now. This has oh, gotten way off topic, but the, yeah. the new Civics look like fucking spaceships. Yeah. We were so into their movies and these types of movies for a minute, and then we got away from it. So, like I said, I had to be kind of refamiliarize myself with this. I feel like the the deep dive into Hulu did that because mm-hmm. this was definitely on Hulu for a while. I think when we initially were talking about it, it was on Hulu. Like when something in the dirt came out. So yeah, the start of this. Obviously, they're struggling. There was not that much resistance to go back. No, I think it was supposed to take longer. I also think that, like, seeing them young, like, you're like, they made their hair darker and stuff. Superman wore glasses. You work with what you got. But, like, I I felt like they were talking about it like they were kids. And then it, like, showed the the picture of them. Like, you know, the little interview snippets and stuff (laughs) like that. And I was like, oh, weird. I mean, what else are you going to do? I mean, at least it's not like Will Ferrell or Martin Short trying to do it. When you said that, I could only picture Clifford, though. Bingo. (laughs) (laughs) The stupid fucking dinosaur. (laughs) But yeah, it had like a little bit of the Something in the Dirt documentary thing to the Mm -hmm. beginning of it. And it made me connect more things than Something in the Dirt as far as like universal concepts. Like, didn't they go find a tape in the middle of the desert? And like they went to some spot in like an abandoned building, like it was graffiti ridden, graffiti ridden, like uh, shit everywhere, debris. Yeah. Did they find a tape there? I don't remember if they found a tape or they found like a device or something. I need to watch it again. We should know that. I know. I need to watch it again. I should have at least listened to us talk about it or something. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, they definitely did something at the place. Yeah. Was it coordinates? Yes, it was coordinates that something took them there. Yeah. So there was some sort of like weird physics altering force. Then was there something on a billboard or that am I movie mashing? We remember it was playing the the song and stuff like that. Like it was trying to reach across. There you go. Okay, so there was no billboard. That's from something else. Hmm. Unsure. Mm. <laughs> Tap it. Um, yeah, the one day, one night obviously didn't stick to the plan. But we learned a lot about the Lakeside Retreat. I think they both felt like their memory, like he felt like his memories were validated. And something was still weird. Like neither of them were totally sold right away. But then they were like, you know what, this, no, it's not that bad. Well, and then, I mean, the first one we see is Smiling Dave, fucking welcoming com- committee at the gate. <laughs> How would you like that if that was your Walmart greeter? Dude, give that guy a sign to spin. Yeah. Fuck, man. I bet he'd kill it. He's having a good time. I like the running man through it first. <laughs> You're just like, what Dude. the fuck? I kept like, I think I wrote it down a bunch of times. Oh, walking man. That's what I called him. Walking man. Walking man. Walking man. He's walking hard, though. He was walking hard. But I like when they show up and they haven't aged. Something is something really happening. They didn't jump right into something's off. 
And I thought that, like he like revealed it where they saw that like little memorial and he was like, wow, that's really held up. Was the first thing the baseball trick? Was that the first big one or was there something before that? I think that was when he first shows him mm-hmm. something is weird here. I think right around that time you also see that the like it's like one and a half moons and there was some sort of weird reflection happening I mean, in the sky. The growth coming from the earth, the markers, I guess you could call them. Yeah, did that start earlier? I didn't notice when they stopped until they got actually pointed out. Um, well, I mean, the first one was when they were at the memorial on their way there. There was one on the side of the highway away from the compound. I guess you could call it. Oh, yeah. When he's like, "Oh no, you, like you drew that when you were a kid." Did he say he drew that picture as a kid? I think it was he. He was saying that one of them didn't. He was like, "That really held up." Yeah, like that's crazy. <laughs> they even like yeah, he, yeah said that. Um, no, at uh, that scene, well, I think one of those things was already there, and that was the first time they acknowledged it. Mm. It wasn't one of the things I was looking for. There's like a thousand things. So many things. That's what I'm saying. It's, it'd be like rewatching something in the dirt. Who knows what I'd pick up? And then now knowing that they all tie in together, what I'd be looking for. Yeah, I definitely want to watch the other one. Was it Resolution? They're not the main characters, but apparently they're in it. They're in it. Same character. Hmm. So direct sequel, almost. Badass. I would love to be a running guy in one of the next movies. I really liked how when he wakes up that first day and he goes for a run and it kind of gives you like a tour. Yeah. And I was like, that's a really good way to do this. Well, and how about them being like sustainable? Like their number one export is <laughs> beer. Makes sense. Because what, Southern California probably? I think it was supposed to be like desert around San Diego. Some bar was buying it. <laughs> Cult beer. Cult beer. But that whole thing, you know, I mean, uh, they let you know oh, it's a UFO death cult. Da-da, you got these feels about it. Then they get there and you're like, Wait, this does seem like they didn't have guns. No, nobody's like forcing all the women to sleep with one guy. No red flags right off the bat, except for like, yeah, it's these people on a compound. So you're skeptical knowing what we all know about people who live on compounds. Yeah, it doesn't really get overtly weird until they start playing tug of war with the fucking sky. And in the, the way that they slipped in that it was not Dave. That was tasteful. How did they slip in that it wasn't Dave? I think Justin tells Aaron, like, he's Dave up a ladder in the tree. Oh. And so they, they plant that in your mind. And then it goes through Aaron trying. And then what's his name telling, you know, Justin, go ahead, try it, try it, come on, try it. Fails. And then when it pans the crowd, Dave's standing in the back of the crowd right after Justin gets jerked. Oh. Yeah, man. That's what I'm saying. It was very tasteful. You know what I mean? Because Justin's trying to play it off like, dude. They're fucking with us. You know, they're trying to make you feel comfortable and awesome. It's weird how they don't show you what it is, but your mind has to fill in the gap. And they did that, like, almost with the budget. Like, if they had ever showed you what it was, they probably didn't have enough money to do that. So we talk about sometimes they show us the monster too soon. Or, like, the reveal is just bad. I think it's just as bad, like, a disservice to you to show you the monster at all. Like, did you see the ritual? Fuck four guys in the woods? Yeah. Yeah. Showed me the monster at the end. Mm-hmm. You fucked it up. You can describe it to me in, in a book in the end, and that's fine. But if it's the movie and you've held it out the whole time, unless that reveal is like the, people after can do it right. midnight, you know? <laughs> Where it's like you got a glimpse of it, but like this is the full-on encounter. Or even big-time Cloverfield. Like yeah. when they show the big one, but just that weird 
footage of the big one. Like, I like that, except for Wall of the End when it fucks everybody up. But yeah, or the more extreme of that is 10 Cloverfield Lane, where you just, you don't even know if there's anything outside. And then the very, yeah. And then the fucking reveal is yeah. like, oh shit. Dude, it's, I've only watched that once. I tried to watch it again and like I had to stop it for something, never went back. So I've only seen uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane once. If you watch it again, pretend that it's him from the big lebowski <laughs> like it's walter walter just ended up in a bunker <laughs> in a it makes fucking... it even scarier <laughs> because would you want to be in a fucking bunker with walter well what would be crazy is mary elizabeth winstead in a Morehead and benson movie they did moon knight the marvel show mm. and i think they're doing loki now really yeah i think they're directing episodes of loki or the show running or something that's cool man yeah it's how you keep going uh, it's time travel, so I think it's their wheelhouse. <laughs> like, hey, we know some guys. That's these, badass. These I didn't guys know that. do it real weird. Dude, yeah. that's fucking sweet. Real I had no movie. idea. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, they did that movie with one of the Avengers, the Falcon guy, Captain America now. Oh, yeah. I know. I did. Syn Synchronicity? They did that? Or uh, Synchrony? Synchronic? Synchronic. Was that's that... what it is. It wasn't my favorite. I you thought it was it, a I little didn't. long. Okay. Yeah, something you said. I was like, maybe later. I like watching them more than I liked watching them use an A-list actor. You know what I mean? Like something about that. Like maybe that movie should have been lower budget, and I would have enjoyed it more. <laughs> like it had a bit too much thrown at it. That'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know you can just show me. But in this one, they don't need to show me. Like, the mystery of, like, what the fuck is this? Like, is this some H.P. Lovecraft shit? Because they started with an H.P. Lovecraft quote. And then an anonymous quote? Yeah, and then it was like a daylight... Or unknown quote. ...horror sci-fi thing. How about the guy in the tent? Oh, that part freaked me out, dude. That's a worse nightmare. What, the same three to five seconds? Over. 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 Yeah, and him, like, warning him to get the fuck away. Did he come back from the burst? Surely. Had to have, right? Oh, I'm sure. Okay, so wait. How many splatters were there in that movie, too? Like people splatters? Yeah. Uh, I think there were two splatters. There was the the guy in the cat in the little shed. Yeah. The that hanging was, That man. was the other one. Yeah. Walking man. And even when he finds the hanging corpse. But then he's right there. <laughs> I love the conversation about how she's a pedophile. Because she was like looking at you like that. She gave him the eyes when he was young. Yeah, now that you're older, he's like, I don't think women can be pedophiles. Speaking of characters, how about the chick from the mental facility? She was an artist, new first aid. You two have fun. What was up with that? That was the cultiest thing there was. When and he was like, I'm going to give you this lady. And was he going to watch? Yeah, and I was like, I think she was doing fine before you showed up and made it fucking weird. Yeah. I'd be like, uh-huh. <laughs> and then, I mean, it was such a relaxed posture against the doorframe. Like, he was going to chill. Like, that wasn't a have fun, I'm out. That yeah, was, was like, a, I'm going to watch you fuck. Have fun. Have fun. I'll be looking at you from mm -hmm, we, over there. We were going to have that painting with the eyeballs cut out. Well, then I was like, is this like a cable guy moment? Like, he, you know, he gave it a test drive before. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 uh no oh man and you know normally movies like this where it's you know you're trying to figure out what it is how it works what is it um normally i would take a ton of notes i wanted to just watch i wanted to catch everything i could 
I knew that they were going to, you know, lead us to it. And these guys, it's good storytelling. You know what I mean? The lady who'd been waiting for her husband to come back. Mm. That was the moment where you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> like something is fucking off for here. Like we're trapped here off. And that was her best option was to trust this guy who takes her back to a commune in the woods. Yeah, and she's just still there. And it's something that you don't see in some of those other cult movies, like an outsider who's welcome. Because she obviously doesn't participate in campfire activities like I would. She's like, they're they're weird, but they're harmless. How does she words it? Something along those lines. Fucked up, but they're harmless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, I feel you. I feel you. We're on the same level. Like, wh- who are these people? What are they doing? And I mean, he was so sure that it was a UFO death cult. What was up with that? Was that just him being jaded? Was Aaron right about him wanting to be the alpha 10 years prior? That's why he really left, because he would never have the alpha role of the group? That's what I was really wondering is like, they don't seem like they were old enough when they left to have a bad memory of it. Maybe they were supposed to be like 20 and 18 or something like that. Their hair was different. It was dark. <laughs> Everybody has a fucking better hairline than me, dude. I don't care. It's fine. I'm, I'm not going to. Not bitter whatsoever. Anyway. Yeah, I think in the, the flashbacks or the uh, the news footage, mm-hmm. they kind of look like Jehovah's Witnesses or like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, like Mormon missionaries. The guy in the video that they're like recruiting, is that not Mike? It might have been. Okay, so check this out. Hold on. I just put something together, I think. So Mike is one of the more straight edge guy in the cabin, right? And he's definitely, is he the, he's the missing husband? He's the missing husband. But is that him in the footage video that they're recruiting because here's the thing that footage was 10 years old what she tells him the husband has only been missing for x amount of time that was short like more recent i think that the cult is on a different schedule than everyone else and so like because time is like an ocean then like these guys may be stuck in the past present or future compared to when the cult is happening because they should be 40 years old so time isn't moving as quickly but here's the for deal. them. Time was 10 years for Justin and Aaron. Outside of the influence of this area. How did they the get wo- out? The woman the had to have come in more recently as well. Maybe she came in after the husband, but at the same time. So you're doing the explaining tonight. Like they went in <laughs> at the same time, but they're in the present at different times. Well, see, she had to have gone in after to look for him after he was missing. Yes. Maybe to her, it's only been a short time, but really she came in right after he went missing. She's been there 10 years in real time, but in camp time, it hasn't been that long. Oh my God, so they've got a kid who's 10 years older than when she left. Think about that. Oh, for sure. Right? Or maybe longer. Whoa. I haven't seen the other movie, Whoa. so I can't tell you. I did not consider this at all when I watched it. That's a whole different layer to that story. And if I'm not just making it up, but I f- think that that works out, what we just worked out. Yeah, for sure. Holy And fuck. I think there were like little things like that throughout the movie, where mm. like if you thought about them for a little while, you were like they became more terrifying in your head. Well, and I mean, so long story short, you see like Benson and Moorhead on a movie check it out <laughs> yeah man man i feel good about thinking about that that was that's cool but also like there's the fucking lost monster out <laughs> when he's going for that run and it's like knocking 
buildings around and stuff. And then a fucking tree collapses behind him. Yeah, what is that? I want to know. What is I it? know that I never will know. I mean, anything that can rock a shipping container, stir up a mini dust devil, and fucking knock a tree down. And then be at the bottom of the lake. And what was stopping bullets? When they were doing target practice? Oh, when they were like shooting into the ground? Yeah. Like I mean, curving I've, down almost. So something was... Uh, but it was just when he shot, Aaron was like hitting perfect bottles. Well, so was it something fucking with him? And I half expected for somebody to come out with gunshots like they'd gone into a different time. And then come back realm, out. And then came back out, but they were fucked up because they took the shot while they were in the in-between. <laughs> That's adding a lot, but I like it. Yeah. <laughs> The splatter was when Walking Man shoots himself. Who was like Groundhog Day it up, you know? He was Bill Murray status right there. He's fucking over it. His loop was very short. Because what did the guys in the cabin have? What was there, like at least a day or two probably? I think they had a day or two. I think he had minutes or something, you know? Mm -hmm. Or like not very long at all. Long enough to, to take some walks, kill himself in various ways. Well, if we are in a simulation, that's me because I'm always in a hurry. Maybe I feel it deep down. Did you hear him right after he shot himself where he's like, God damn it, or something like that? Like he's like yeah, pissed already, that he, he comes right back. He respawned already. Yeah. Because <laughs> I wonder if the bullets carry over into the loops or if he'll just run out soon. If he'll turn into Temp Man if he's not careful. Yeah. Well, so how were they getting their beer out? Who were they giving their beer to? You have to post-date the Best Buy on there on each can. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure to post date it. That way, nobody's confused. It just says in a month. <laughs> I I mean, it's April. They will. They go ahead and go October on the stamp. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I mean, I could set them up all day. Give me a computer. I I can even do QuickBooks for them. They just just put the month and hope no one asks about anything else. Yeah. October. I really really liked that this had sort of a better happier ending than something in the dirt. They made it. There was no flash before the credits. There was no uh, Dave standing on the side of the road after they think they're free. There's nothing about, like, still trapped. Yeah, they celebrate, then the road just goes right back to the compound. Yeah, the loop. The loop loop. Yeah, the, uh, like, bigger loop. Theirs is, like, a much bigger loop. Incantation. When they get back close to the door and they pass that, what, the power uh, light pole in that mailbox and stuff. Oh, yeah. Several movies. The loop. Uh, what was the horror one that we watched? About the fisherman? Oh, right. Yeah. Loop there. There's definitely a loop there. The never-ending road. About the fisherman. He's just in it for like a like a few minutes. And then he was in the movie we watched after. Yeah. Anyway. Felt like he was there the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> See what we did there? See what we did there? Man, so resolution, huh? Damn, something in the dirt. I wonder if it's still streaming. I don't know if I have time right now, man. None of these felt like they needed a sequel. And I think that's what's kind of so artful about them have being sequels or prequels, maybe mm -hmm. even. Parallels. Parallels. The next the next evolution in movie making. The Benson and Moorhead extended universe. The JMCU. <laughs> JM oh. <laughs> Fucking nailing it. I'll show up for anything they do. So. Yeah, this is, man, hopefully they do something at like a South By or like if that uh, ATX Film Festival is still a thing and we can hear about it. That'd be nice. I'd try and go. I'm sure 
whatever movie they put out next will also be Fantastic Fest. Man, or like, you know, you see a movie at that Austin Film Society Theater again? Man, I'll have to keep an eye out. That seems like the prime place for something like that to go down. Yeah, maybe. There aren't a whole lot of art theaters anymore that play old stuff. As soon as I found that place, I was like, this is kind of cool. Do you feel it kind of like theaters might end up being more that than anything else? At some point in, in the long lives. run, yeah, it's close, man. It's got like theaters will be like a niche. You know, there's that whole thing with collecting vinyl kind of thing. Sometimes you're gonna do some. Sometime you're gonna do something for the last time and not know it's the last time. Sometime you're gonna go see a movie in a movie theater, and before you know it, it's gonna be gone, and you're gonna be like, "Damn, the last movie that I saw, thirty years later." It's a true story, man. They're gonna go away. Think about it. We worked at video stores. We knew they were dying, and then one day. They're just fucking gone. Yeah. And I mean, I did go visit the last one, but one day that one's not going to be there. I'm not going to lie, though. I had moments where I was like, maybe it deserves to die. Mm -hmm. Like when I worked at a video store. Yeah. Because I was like, maybe it's just not keeping up. This is pretty sweet. Getting DVDs in the mail. (laughs) Because let's not forget streaming didn't kill the video store. The mail did. <laughs> and these fucking red boxes. Yeah, the streaming was the final nail in the coffin, but the thing that kicked the whole thing over was just the fucking U.S. mail. Well, that and, I mean, I've said it before on here, there was a red box 75 feet away from my Hollywood video entry door. I mean, come on, H-E-B. <laughs> you knew what you were doing. But, I mean, think about it. I'd go into work, dude. I'd grab a Mountain Dew Code Red Snickers bar, ring it up on my employee account to get the discount, pay with whatever, you know, the cash I had in my wallet, get change. And then I would try and stay awake because I was used to night shifts not opening. It was a horrible feeling. I wouldn't mind feeling it again. It yeah. wasn't that bad, man, compared to some of the shit I face on a day to day. It's a good kind of pain. Yeah. Because then eventually it would slow down and I'd walk outside and have a cigarette <laughs> on the front patio. <laughs> Those were the good old days. Yeah. You like that? Makes me want a cigarette. <laughs> nah. I know I wouldn't even enjoy smoking a cigarette at this point. Just life. get nauseous and feel like, Whoa. Yeah, I would feel, I'd feel like, why did I do that? Mm-hmm. Just, oh, I'd be such a fucking, I'd cry about it. I'd be like, Ugh. Yeah, I'd probably be drunk too. I'd throw up immediately. Mm. You just were like swallowing every drag. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, did we discuss next time? Yeah, so next time we're going to watch The Sacrament. Steel Magnolias. Steel Magnolias. She just needed some fucking orange juice. Scent of a woman with Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing next time? The, sa- <laughs> the Sacrament. The Sacrament. Oh, yeah. Found Ty footage. West. Uh, it's a, supposed Do- to be a Vice documentary. Oh, that sounds so cool. Yeah. A.J. Bowen. Isn't it? He's uh, in... Uh, did Vice go under yet? You're next. I don't know. Or did somebody buy him? Is that what happened? I feel like somebody bought him for the I, name. I have the slightest idea anymore. You know, back in the day, like when I could just find a bunch of their shit on YouTube, I got really into it. And then one of those like co-founder guys, the white dude with the beard, there was an episode that was like mutant animals in Chernobyl or something like that. This was a trip for him to go drink in these small towns around there. And then, like, this tour guide takes him on a tour where, like, they see nothing. And I was like, 
this is like a crazy like extreme tourism trip for you that you're calling an episode. Well, also the other founder became the like leader of the Proud Boys, basically. <gasps> That's him. Gavin McGinnis? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I honestly didn't know that. Yeah. But I know now. Yeah. Oh, I didn't put that together. Oh, yeah. I'm damn. For somebody who knows some random, like, yeah. you know, trivial pop culture shit. Oh, fuck me. Yeah. Doesn't it kind of seem like all those guys are just failed stand up comedians? Oof. Yeah. Like they're stand up comedians that nobody thought was funny. Yeah. It definitely reminds me mad. of the uh, up and coming stand up comedian that gave us a tour to the Hollywood sign in LA. I hold no grudges. <laughs> you hold lots of them. Hold a grudge like a fucking doorstop. Somebody might be listening. <laughs> the uh, anyway, I can't wait. I, you know me. Found footage gets me. Uh, I'm I'm hyped for a found footage. You know we were talking about the monster reveal. I think I told you before I watched a found footage docu one about a a real Frankenstein, and they go out in the woods in the middle. Of that reveal, well done for that movie. Yeah, sometimes that's what you're waiting for. Mm-hmm. I think that the endless starts like, oh, we're gonna make you wait mm-hmm. for a while. But I think it gets crazy enough so quickly, it doesn't need to like give you what it is by the end of it. Cool. Oh shit! Did you just tell me something now? Now, do you think that they disappeared? Like, how did they all die in the end? They turned into the red bud. Oh. No, see, I thought that. Um, because it's so th- it's like the fire pit, right? Yeah. And that was in the video that looked like it was like aerial video at the beginning yes. that they were sent. So it was showing that. I'm not sure if that was like a previous happening or if that was showing that happening while they were there. Think about it. Could have been either way. Were they turning into the red flower and then smoking themselves over and over and over again? Possibly. Did you? Because when they were gone, was there not the red stuff all over the ground? There was. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying like, uh, you know, I watched War of the Worlds. The people would get, you know, processed and the red mist would come out. I'm not saying it was that. <laughs> but maybe. Not saying it's aliens, but. You know, let's just say like they were transported. Different timeline slash dimension realm, whatever. Um, I wasn't sure if it was that or like the thing had finally done away with them. Well, maybe that the red flower, let's call it is uh like a part of a human's like soul perhaps or maybe like just part of their being is left behind when it occurs <laughs> and i mean what else to call it it uh but yeah i mean so maybe it was to be interpreted as that's just a part of them that's how i've wanted to It'd be funny if everybody survived but shitty carl well i mean i mean it showed them like there after Oh, they they were all back where they were supposed to be. Yeah, remember like weren't they like watching them drive off from like? Uh, maybe you're right. Yeah, from like the hillside. Yeah, like an elevated position. Yeah, you know, like oh, we can. Oh, we they see them. Oh, freedom. Scarf is like until next time. I'm watching you. Well, yeah. What if they're <laughs> in like a bigger loop outside the loop? And it wasn't a happy ending. They go right back to day to day struggle. Not happy. Not satisfied. Hey, let's go back to the compound for one night. Yeah, or they were they were house cleaners, right? Yeah, like some sort of phone app house cleaner or something. I was shit. like, are they like crime scene cleaners? Like, I think that would have been a bridge too far, perhaps. And then all of a sudden, Amy Adams shows up in a van. <laughs> Remember that <laughs> sunshine cleaning? Was there you go. Was? Yeah, 
Spengar. Uh, Pretty sure. That's what my mind was thinking. See what I did there? See what I did there? Anyway, the sacrament. The sacrament. The sacrament. Is that the chip they eat in church? Is that the sacrament? Those are Doritos. Those are Doritos. not Doritos. <laughs> Wait, spicy nacho or cool ranch? <laughs> the Lord is a spicy nacho guy, I think. He's flaming hot. Well, and then you got jalapeno creeping in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks everyone for joining us for the Last Video Store Clerks podcast. Be sure to leave a rating and subscribe. You can find us on Twitter at Last Clerks, Instagram at The Last Video Store Clerks, and you can find Scott at dispatchesfromthepit.com.